Mental health awareness has become more and more important in today's world, and that's great, but there isn't one right method of monitoring mental health. Different approaches work for different people. One exciting new approach is through the use of AI and apps to keep an eye on your mental health and moods. The technology is new and still being iterated on, but it's exciting nonetheless. On this episode of IT Visionaries, we sit down with Tiago Marafon, CTO of Youper, an emotional help assistance app that is aimed at helping you feel like the best version of yourself. Tiago and Ian dig deeper into the importance of mental health, Tiago's secret to success in the AI industry, and how that technology can help people in new ways. Enjoy this episode. This podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Did you know that Salesforce isn't just for sales? Using Salesforce as an employee experience platform helps make every employee across your organization more productive thanks to a common mobile-first platform for getting work done faster. Find out more at salesforce.com slash employee experience. Welcome to another episode of IT Visionaries. I'm Ian Faison, Chief Content Officer here at Mission.org. And we have in studio, Tiago, what's going on? Hey, Ian. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Great to have you here. Um, and in studio, you've traveled a long ways. How, how far have you come in your, in your travels, in your startup journey here? So um, I come from Brazil. Um, we started the company there uh, four years ago, developing the product in a stealth mode. And, but our plan was always to build this international product. And, and here we are. That's so cool. Um, I love that. So today we're going to be talking about AI, um, how it can help people uh, really all over the world, but specifically around mental health. It's a really important topic. Um, and it's something we haven't really talked about much on the show, but AI has seen a lot of use cases and people I think are generally uh, excited, skeptical, nervous, happy, uh, all of the above. Uh, so we'll get into to what you're building at Uper. But first, how did you get into technology? Um, my dad is an engineer. And when I was seven, he bought us our first computer. And I remembered how curious I was, uh, like, watching him working until late in the night. So um, he noticed my interest and he started teaching me some things. And I remember when I was 12, I took one of his books and I developed my first website using HTML and some crazy JavaScript. And at that time, I realized that I really wanted to be a computer scientist. And where were you living at the time? I was living in Florianópolis, Brazil. Uh, what was the kind of tech scene like there? Were there, you know, other people that were kind of doing similar things? Um, was your was your dad kind of alone in doing that or, or what did it look like? Um, that was actually very rare. I remember that in my school, um, no one, no nobody else had computers at home. So I guess I was very fortunate to, to have computers at home. That's awesome. Um, did you start working on AI kind of early in your career or when did you come across it? Uh, so uh, throughout my career, I, I've had many experiences with AI. I was very fortunate to have my first ex professional experience in the research and development department at one of the biggest companies in Brazil called Softplan. And during that time, I participated in many uh, different research projects and I could learn a lot of technologies. 
and uh, we we had some AI projects for industries such as Justice and uh, Brazilian public companies. Um, so after that, I founded another company, and the goal was to create an, uh, a chatbot that was able to help groups of people to find and hire transportation. And that was a really nice project as well. Uh, but when I was in this company, this product called the attention of the CEO of Uber, and he invited me to, to join the company as, as co-founder and CTO. And I, I immediately fell in love with the idea of building this assistant that could help people to feel better. Yeah, I'm, it seems like it's such an obvious use case kind of in retrospect, but I'd love for you to, to share for our listeners who might not um, be familiar with it. So what does the company do and, and what, is this, uh, what is this assistant you're talking about? Sure. Uh, so Uber is an emotional health assistant. It's the first of its kind. Uh, Uber helps you to monitor and improve your emotional health. So it's a, it's a mobile app that you can download on App Store or Google Play, and you can chat with the app about any situation that's causing you and impacting your mood. Like, for example, if you're feeling anxious, you can um, talk to Uber and Uber is trained with some psychological techniques and it will guide you in a conversation that will make you uh, understand your mood and reflect on your thoughts and finally improve your emotional state. So uh, over time, the conversations with Uper will help you to uh, have a better understanding about yourself and your behavior and your relationships. So yeah, Uper is, is um, based on this conversational interface. It's like chatting with a friend or something you, someone you like. And it uses sentiment analysis and uh, also natural language processing to understand what you're typing and then guide the conversation. Do you think that, you know, when you when you learned about the company, you started working on the problem, um, do you think that people kind of realize what the scope of the problem of mental health is? Like that, you know, with kind of the rise of technology and being so connected with everyone that kind of the additional loneliness or, uh, you know, digital fatigue and a lot of these things or digital reliance in some cases, um, did, did you kind of realize how big the problem was before you started working on it and actually getting feedback in real time from, uh, from your, your users? No, no, I'm, I'm honest to say that I didn't know how big was the problem, but it is huge. Um, today we know that a quarter of the population, the world's population is suffering from mental health issues such as severe stress, anxiety, and depression. And, and we also know that 60% of them are not getting the, the treatment they need. Yeah. Um, so, and there are many reasons for that, you know, like stigma, people don't like to talk about this or they, they don't feel like open to talk to someone about what they are feeling. Uh, but also there are other problems such as uh, costs and, and availability of doctors. So um, that's why we believe that AI, it's a way to build a solution that can, um, you know, scale this uh, treatment, uh, reducing stigma, costs, and also improving availability. Yeah, I think this is a, a great example of like what you're competing with a lot of times is not what people might assume you're competing with it. You know, you're not necessarily competing with that person texting one of their friends 
they're you're competing with them typing it into Google or you're combining, you know, or whatever it is. And that in and of itself is problematic. You're going to get a million search results and a million types of confusion. Uh, and that's just not how, especially now young people, but it's just not how people communicate with each other. Now we communicate via chat. We, you know, right. it's one line of text after the other. It's, you know, trying to, to help answer those questions. And a lot of times like that might be in a, in some cases better than talking to friends because you can be so confidential. Uh, I love the stat that, you know, 83% of your users experience a reduction in negative moods after just one youper com- conversation. Like it just goes to show like it's, there's so much value in the simplicity of going to one place. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, we've had so far more than a million users. We've been developing this product uh, based on, on understanding the users. So that's another point that's very nice to say that we don't believe that there is a one size fits all solution for mental health. And, and that's where AI comes we are able to personalize the, the, the techniques, the psychological techniques that we are delivering to our users based on this understanding. So, yeah, I, I truly believe that we, we are in the right path. And you have an extremely small team of people that are working on it, which is really cool. Um, but you also have worked with, you know, doctors and data sciences and other types of people to be able to come up with you know, the algorithm, what's, what's, I guess, what's under the hood a little bit for, I know you can't share everything, but what's under the hood in terms of the AI, um, in making such a simple solution, uh, so elegant with it being extremely complex. Right. So, um, yeah, this is a question we, we've been asked so many times, like how many are you? Um, currently we are a team of five people. So we, we are planning to grow the team to the end of the year to eight. But we have in our team a psychiatrist, a psychologist, um, two developers, and another designer. And the way we are building this, this solution is um, based on three pillars that we define in, the, in our culture. Uh, the first one is our product and our features are to- totally backed by science. We, are, we don't do anything that's not backed by science. And this is the only way to deliver actual uh, health outcomes. And second, as I said, we, we believe that the solution must be personalized, must be smart enough to understand the user and personalize uh, the experience. And third, uh, we are extremely data-driven. Uh, since day one, our decisions are based on, on the data. And we want when we want to deliver a new feature, the first thing we do is to design an A-B test and, and monitor the metric and then, you know, build this new feature to improve something. Uh, and this mindset of creating experiments is mandatory when you, you are building this uh, such a disruptive product. I think that it's interesting you talk about it being a personal assistant and then also, you know, being able to help your mood and also to be able to, you know, improve some of your, you know, self-diagnosis of things or, or conversation kind of seems like it's a bunch of things rolled into one. Um, is that stuff that you've gotten feedback from users about? Basically, like the util- like what people are using it for that you had originally intended versus just like some of the other things that you're learning, like that people are asking or, you know, things like that. 
Oh yeah, uh, we received a lot of feedback from users and we care that a lot. We have a very nice process to, you know, compile the feedback and understand how the users are using and what they are missing inside the product. So yeah, this drives our development and we have a, a very big backlog of features to develop there. Yeah, I know. Always more features. Yeah. Um, are there things that surprised you that your users, you know, asked for, or asked about, um, or requested? Um, actually, sometimes you get surprised by some special features that we consider they are like uh, not so critical. And there are a bunch of users from <laughs> different places and they come with this same suggestion and, and of course, and then we prioritize uh, this new feature. But I would say that no, we've not, we, we didn't receive anything that's very far from what we are uh, developing. What about working on a product that reaches, you know, multiple different cultures of people? Are there some like cultural things that you've seen that have been challenging to work through? Actually, for now, our main goal um, being a small startup, a small team, our main goal is to stick to our strategy and focus. Uh, it's very easy to, you know, uh, do a lot of things and, and escape from the strategy and we avoid that a lot. So our goal is to focus on countries with, um, you know, English speakers. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have a plan in our roadmap to expand to other countries and culture, but for now we are focusing here. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so when someone is talking with Uper and they are, you know, having a conversation, like, let's say, you know, they ask a new question or they always, you know, ask questions on Friday night, for example, something like that. So does it start to predict when... Hey, you know, it's Friday night at 7 p.m. Uh, this is normally when late night message, like, are there, is there preemptive stuff? Like what, what sort of stuff is, you know, going from the uh, reactive to predictive? Um, so um, let me explain a little bit how Uper works. Um, Uper is not a companion or an app where you can chat about anything. So Uper is like, you have, situation and then Uper will guide you in a, in a conversation so actually it's much more an exercise of understanding what you're feeling mm -hmm. um, than like a totally free conversation yeah so if you're if you're talking to it like about a particular kind of like mood that you're in at that given time is it guiding you down like more and more questions to figure out like why you're feeling that way or, or what is it Sure, sure. That's exactly how Uper works. Uh, of course, Uper uses a lot of variables to understand the context of the conversation. And uh, actually, it, it uses, like you said, um, the variable of what day is today and what time of the day it is. And to understand maybe this user is um, having a, a hard time trying to sleep, for example, if it's late in the night. And then Uper will um, get deeper and deeper into this situation and trying to separate your emotions from situations, from behaviors, 
and then it will make it clear to you what's the root cause of that feeling. And Uper is also able to bring some exercises um, to make you rethink or feel better. For example, it can suggest you to do a mindfulness session, a meditation, or maybe think about your intentions for the next day. And, and those are all psychological techniques that are backed by science. Why is the company called Uper? Uper comes from the two words, um, you super. So the idea is uh, Uper is an app that will make you feel the best version of yourself. Give you your superpowers? Superpowers for sure. So for working with people who are sharing this type of information, um, obviously there's a huge deal about data security and confidentiality. Um, how do you address those concerns and how do you, you know, talk to your users about, about that stuff? Yeah, uh, we take data security and privacy very, very seriously. Um, the protection and the confidentiality of our users' data follow the terms of the General Data Protection Regulation, the GDPR. And all data that we transmit and collect, it's, uh, they are encrypted and safely stored. We don't sell or share any data with any third party. The only data that we use is for scientific research and to improve the product. And it's totally anonymous. So what's next for, for Uper? What's, uh, what's on the roadmap? What exciting stuff for, is coming down the, uh, down the pipe? We are always working to improve Uper's AI. Um, our vision is to build this system that's able to understand people's feelings and provide the right support to make them feel better. In other words, we are building a technology that is able to empower people to pursue happiness. Um, in the next few weeks, we are about to launch uh, the version 7 with a new, totally new look and feel and a lot of improvements in the personalization algorithm. Do you feel like a lot of those updates like aren't necessarily seen by you know the users, but it's like a lot of stuff that you know you're gathering internally? Like when you, when you do like a product launch or an update that because it's, you know, mostly to the algorithm that it's not something that the users, you know, would know per se, but, um, but they'll feel the results of. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, we are, we from the tech team, sometimes we feel like that a very important fix or a very important, you know, uh, improvement in the performance or in the security and, and, and the users don't realize how important that is. Um, but it's part of the job. It's part of our duty. What do you think about the future of AI and things like this? Um, you know, clearly there is a massive need for this type of assistant, especially around, you know, mental health, which has a huge stigma, but you can kind of see, you could see use cases like, you know, WebMD, but in an AI format, obviously would be something extremely exciting if someone's working on that, uh, that I don't know about, but, um, it seems like there's a lot of uses similar to this, that AI could be, could be hugely beneficial for. Um, what do you, what do you think about for the future of AI? If we look back in a decade, AI was something that we could only see in the movies. And today it's something that's very present in our everyday lives. Um, so, the world changed so much that 
I feel that it's very hard to predict what will happen in 10 years. But AI, it's something that is evolving so fast. And there is a lot of talk about good AI and bad AI. And I think it's very important to split those two um, things. They are totally different. I don't believe in this uh, general artificial intelligence that will come and kill us all. Uh, I believe that the good AI will be the next big thing. And I'm pretty confident that AI will make our, our lives way better, will be much more efficient, will do much more things with less time and have time to spend with people we care. And, and also uh, AI will do um, things that are very dangerous for us and, 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 and we can't do. We can't process some million data points to come with some insights or predictions. So um, I believe Uber is very aligned with that, with that vision. And, and I believe AI, artificial intelligence, just like Uber, will make people feel uh, happier, healthier, and, and also having a better life to, to enjoy with people. You've had a ton of success, you know, well over a million people on the platform. What was the kind of secret to the, uh, to the success of growing this in front of people? Was it a lot of word of mouth or how did it spread? Oh, yeah. Uh, was a very long, you know, effort. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the hockey stick? Yeah. Yes, that's, that's the one. Many moms working in the stealth mode, you know, trying to crack a product that was able to really help people and, and then suddenly start growing and basically by word of mouth. And, and, and we are very proud of that, having this organic growth. We never really uh, invested so many time, you know, like trying to do PR or, or something like that. We always had this in mind that our product was our best marketing tool. So, yeah, and it worked. And do you have stuff in there that's like, you know, tell a friend or any type of like, you know, referrals or anything like that? Yeah, uh, actually, it seems, yeah, it seems like it would be like um, um, potentially not a fit because of, you know, co confidentiality, people not maybe wanting to share. Sure. Uh, we have some features like that uh, and, and it's part of our strategy to, you know, engage people to share about, uh, they are feeling better and people care about others. People care about friends. So if they are feeling better, they will, uh, like suggest and recommend Youper. And we can see that on social media. We can see that on Twitter. A lot of people talking and recommending Uber to, to friends and, and, and family. But right now, you know, we don't have a referral uh, program. Like Uber is totally free in the US and, and, and it's, it's just free. All right, let's get into the lightning round. These questions are fast and easy. Just like the lightning platform from Salesforce, you can go to salesforce.com slash employee experience to learn more about lightning fast employee experience. We love Salesforce. We love Salesforce platform. Check them out, salesforce.com, employee experience. Lightning round questions. Tiago, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Number one, what app are you using on your phone other than Youper that is the most fun? Other than Youper, I really like on Twitter. I'm always checking for news and things that people are talking about. Favorite thing to cook or eat? Whoa, 
Brazilian barbecue for sure. It's um, so good. It really is the best. Pork ribs as well. What's the best place for someone who's listening if they're going to visit Brazil? Where should they go? You should go to the south of Brazil. There is a city called Florianópolis. It's the best city in Brazil. Go to Jurere Beach. I love it. That's a great recommendation. I need, I need to head back to Brazil, so it'll be on my docket. Um, do you have a favorite book or podcast that you've read on AI that you're particularly in love with? Oh, my favorite um, podcast is actually um, Masters of Scale. Oh, yeah, it's great. So yeah. good. So what about what do you do for fun? I play soccer. Yeah, and you're going to say, oh, of course, you're Brazilian. But uh, I play soccer since I was a kid and I really enjoy like doing sports and going out with my family. What is your best advice for a first-time CTO? My best advice for a first-time CTO, um, there's an advice that I received when I started my first company, and it, it says that entrepreneurship, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So even though you are very excited and you have so many things to do and so many hats to wear, you know, define a nice pace, research, study, have time to go out with your family and things will work out in the end. What question do you never get asked that you wish you were asked more often? The question would be, what is your dream? What is your dream? That's a great question. Well, my dream is what drove me to Uper. You know, my dream is to build a fantastic um, company that has a fantastic um, product. You know, I, I've always had this dream of having a company, a B2C company. I want to see people using my product and, and really bringing value to them. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I, I left my comfortable job to go for this, you know, entrepreneurship adventure. I love it. Tiago, great having you on the show. Thanks for coming out of the studio. Um, anything, I mean, obviously everyone should check it out. You can just go to youper.ai and we'll link it up in the show notes uh, and check it out. Um, anything else? Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks again to our friends at Salesforce. Did you know Salesforce isn't just for sales? Using Salesforce as an employee experience platform helps make every employee across your organization more productive thanks to a common mobile-first platform for getting work done faster. Find out more at salesforce.com slash employee experience.